0: Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not up in the Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, The Misfit Faction. There you'll find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. You can also find links to articles, reviews, our brand new Misfit store where we have all sorts of merchandise for you guys, not only for this show, but for our other shows and for the Misfit Faction as a whole. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. I'm doing the intro for you guys today. We have a great episode planned for you. We are interviewing Miss Jolie Downs. Now, Jolie and I, we tried to connect, and we say it in the episode, but we tried to connect for months, and it took forever to get this interview not only lined up, but also recorded and put together. Jolie's very busy. She works as a recruiter for a lot of different companies. She also has her own podcast, and she's just pretty awesome. So make sure you guys uh, check out some of her work. I'll link it in the actual episode. So I think uh, we mentioned her podcast a few times. We mentioned how to get in touch with her. She's awesome, and she's just a good person so before we get started just a couple of things number one if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast maybe you guys have been listening to us for a couple of months maybe you guys have always wanted to do a podcast but you're not exactly sure how to start don't worry we got you covered if you guys go to our link which is podbean.com slash That's podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Then you guys can get a month of free podcasting on us. That's a thank you from us to our loyal listeners. And we are always looking to grow our network. We're always looking to add more shows and make ourselves more efficient and more available for you guys because maybe you guys aren't big movie fans or comic book fans who are always looking to create new content to connect with our audience and connect with you guys. Or maybe you have your own business or online service. Advertising is a big part of that and we're always looking to help our friends grow and do well and be successful. So if you guys have your own business and you're looking to get out there and get your product or service out there, we have our link sponsorship.podbean.com slash faction. If you guys do that, you'll get $100 worth of free advertising. Again, that's a thank you from us to you guys. And also, can't start an episode without talking about Raise Energy. We've been doing Raise Energy here in the studio for months now. We love it, love it, love it, love it. We are always looking for something to help us get through those afternoon slumps and our morning workouts. In fact, that's what I'm doing right after this. So if you guys go to RepSports, that's R E P P Sports.com, and enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout, you guys will get a discount on your services. And it's not just energy drinks like Raise, it's also protein, testosterone boosters, apparel, all sorts of cool stuff so make sure you guys check out repsports.com and use the code MISFIT89 at checkout. And with all that having been said, let's get on with the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to MF Uncensored. If you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you get your podcasts. As always, I'm on your host, Paul. With me in the studio, well, via Zoom, because that's how you do everything nowadays. I have the lovely Jolie Downs. Jolie, how are you today?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me here, Paul. I'm excited to join you. Oh, thank
0: you. I mean, this this was actually in the works for almost what, a month and a half, we were trying to get this this to happen. Yeah. I know we, re- I think we, you and I connected through our friend Steve Joyner, around yeah. like the beginning of December, and just Probably. With, with holidays and you know, obviously you're you're very busy.
1: I have a lot going on. I do. It's it's a busy schedule.
0: Yeah. So I think one of the first things you said to me via email was, if I don't answer right away, I'm so sorry. I get a lot of emails. And I think nothing says 2021 and 2022 more than a statement like that. <laughs> it's true.
1: Well, I'm a recruiter, so I get a lot of emails coming in every day, not to mention all of the junk that you get every day too. All and, the
0: time.
1: You know, and the newsletters I do like and what have you. So it, it can just, it can just get buried and get buried And it. I'm constantly trying to catch up.
0: Absolutely. And I find
1: myself trying to like carve out times, just email catch up.
0: Well, you know, the, my favorite game is you have a podcast. I have a podcast, yes. obviously. That's what you're listening to right now. My favorite game is when I go online and I try and promote my podcast in any way, there's always going to be some sort of spam that immediately attaches to it. That's like, promote your podcast here. And I'm like, thank you, random computer bot that I don't know. True story. (laughs) So many of those. And you know what? You're a recruiter. So for those of you guys who don't know, Jolie is part of of an online business venture, I want to say. Well, not online business, but she runs a site called Paradigm Staffing. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah. So, Paradigm Staffing—we're rec- <clears throat> excuse me—we're a recruiting firm, and we specialize in public relations, communications, and marketing professionals. So we place them across the nation in our various client companies, and we work with companies from startups to Fortune 100 companies to public relations and marketing agencies. So we really work a wide realm of of companies and industries.
0: That's awesome. I mean, like I went onto your website because research, I love research. It's my favorite part of doing this. Cause I don't want to look silly when I'm talking to somebody, even though I, I still do, but that's not the point. And I was looking at a lot of your different jobs. Like you have some really interesting jobs on here, just under the, like the open jobs, head of us public relations, account supervisors, like it, very impressive job titles. Do you find that you're, you're getting a lot of different traction with people who are interested in these kind of jobs still?
1: Oh yes, it will, actually right now it's so interesting because we're fully in that great resignation mode right now and it is it is I've been in this business for over 20 years and I have never ever seen it like this it is a completely unique time this is the third downturn i've been through so i've been through two other downturns and experienced what happens afterwards and it always is a big resurgence with a lot of change but this is unlike anything i've seen and and i believe it it is 100% brought on because of what the pandemic did mm-hmm. to us and really made everyone reflective. I mean, we we had time to think. We had time to look at our lives. And, and I believe that people have gotten to the point where they are not willing to put up with the things that they don't want to do anymore.
0: Yeah. <laughs> say, say what you will about our country as a whole, but one thing Americans all agree on is we don't like being told what to do. <laughs> yes, and, you, you found the thing we all agree on. It's the the one thing, and that is from the very beginning of of U.S. history. Like with a, a little tea party in Boston, we we as Americans all said, we don't like being told what to do. So you know that's the one thing that in America, no matter what side of the fence you fall on, with you know, I'm a very I'm a very open minded kind of guy. You you want to believe what you believe in? Cool. Enjoy. Have a great life. You know, as long as you're not you know beating me over the head with it, I'm cool. But the one thing we all agree on is we don't like when people tell us how to think, how to behave, how to act. And, you know, it's like you said, we're at a very unique time in in history, not even American history, world history. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to be talking to somebody who is still in business and is still working hard and, and seems to be hustling and strong and independent. But you know, it's it's just inspiring for me. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So how did Paradigm Staffing actually come about? You said you've been you know, doing this kind of work for over 20 years. How did you guys start it up? Tell me a little bit of the history of it.
1: <laughs> That's actually kind of interesting. So I went into the recruiting world. I completely fell into it. I, I had applied for a research position. I didn't even know this business existed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when I interviewed, I was taught everything about it and it sounded right up my alley. So, so I started recruiting and it really fit me. It was something that I was very successful with. So I was in this, this recruiting firm and I was trained with Lindsay Olson, who is currently my partner now, but we were trained together. And initially we really didn't like each other and we were, we were very competitive with each other. And she would come in early every morning and try to steal all the people. And then I would stay late and try to get all those people. And so we had this, this rivalry happening. uh, but, then we started connecting over music and other things. Mm -hmm. And we start we became friends. And so we became really good friends. And through that process, we had talked about way in the future, maybe working together on our own thing. And it turned out that when we got this new office manager into the office, she was younger and we invited her to Las Vegas with us, with a bunch of our friends. And we were all out partying and having a great time. And and one of my friends came up and was like, "So Jolie, when are you, Lindsay, going to start your company?" Right in front of the office manager, and I was like, "Oh, we're not planning on starting anything." What, you know, that's you're one, talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We Like way in the future, like not even. You know, please don't say anything. And she was like, "Oh no, never." So fast forward one month, <laughs> and I get called in. I get called into the office and by my employer, and he is. Basically, what he does is he pulls out our individual goals. So mm-hmm. we had we had company goals, and I exceeded our company goals every month regularly. It was you know, no in the de- number two, no number three. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying number two, number three every 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 month. And on January, he asked us to make personal goals, and I really believe in in aiming big. Right? I'm like, you aim as far and as high as you can, because even if you get halfway there you're sitting pretty. Love so, it. Yes. Absolutely. So, I, so I made huge goals and he brought me in and he's like, basically, look, you said that you were going to do this, but you're doing this. And you said, you're going to do this, but you're doing this. And it's like, I'm far exceeding the goals that were set in the company. You told me that, to, that these are personal things and they don't have anything to do with the company, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, well no. So he used that to fire me and, and really upset. You know, it's one of those things it makes you question everything. And I, and I spiraled a little bit and I was looking for jobs And I just, you know what, there was no recruiting. I was in uh, San Luis Obispo. It's an area that doesn't have a lot of business. So I couldn't find another recruiting job. And I really loved it. I was really good at it. And uh, they just didn't exist there. And so there were other opportunities that I could take. But I just really felt like I was on a path that worked for me and that fit for me. And, And essentially, I was like, you know, I was talking about starting a company with with Lindsay. Why don't I just start one now by myself? And so I started my own company. And and when he found out, he um, sent me a letter saying that that if I were to work in the industry that I know, he will sue me. And by the way, I'm definitely going to fail. So why even bother? You know, and basically he talked to the whole office and told them how I was going to fail. And this was never going to work because Lindsay, you know, would tell me about this
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: But I didn't. I didn't fail, and I succeeded. And because I succeeded, and he talked about how I would fail incessantly, and it really was a bit of a toxic culture. Slowly, one by one, everyone left that company and yeah. started their own company. And and many of them are still still successfully running their own agent, you know, own recruiting agencies. So that's what I did. And I, and I was, I did it for myself for a few years. I start I got a little involved in a startup company at one point, you know, like as, as people do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and that was really exciting and, and started to take off somewhere right when there was a coup amongst the partners. And once again, there was talks of lawsuits and all of these things. So you know, one partner was telling me if you go with them, I'm gonna sue you too. And I found out I was pregnant, surprisingly, right in that moment. And it was just one of those, like, okay, I- I'm not going to rely on anybody else here. I'm gonna go back to my to my recruiting company. And that's when I called Lindsay, who had started her own thing on the side. And I said, Hey, you know what? I'm starting my own company again. And I'm going into PR. Do you, if you want to work with me and, and do what we talked about back in the day, let's do it. If not, no worries. I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm going in.
0: That's <laughs> so- awesome. You know, it's funny. You bring up the toxic work culture and I think it's, it's only more recent years that people have really started to question how, what the ethics are of a business. It's one thing for a boss to push you and, and, you know, really challenge you to do your job and do your job well, but it, there's nothing more frustrating. And and I can relate to a point where you do a good job and you want to do more and you're doing better than you're expected, but you're still, it's not good for the boss. It doesn't make sense to me. and, And I can understand that. So to hear, um, that you got, not only did you get out of it, not only did you gain value from that experience, but also you turned that into such incredible success is it's inspiring you know so i think that's really cool and it's just it's great to hear because so many people will stay in that job that they hate forever they do you. they you know it's it's hard like I, I have a very stressful job myself and there are days where i'm like I, am i really going to do this for the rest of my life and you know people feel stuck they're like you know i can't find another job that's going to pay me this much money or do these kind of benefits or have this kind of retirement so to to hear such a success story is it's really cool and it's just really again inspiring
1: Thank you. Well, and listening to, I mean, really that being stuck and being stuck in a role that you're not happy with and, and, and that colors everything. It colors so much of our lives. And that's really where the inspiration for my podcast came from and what I'm talking to people about, because so many people right now are stuck in something that they're not happy with. And, 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 and it is, I mean, especially, and I, I targeted the over 40 because, when people are over the age of 40, when we generally have a lot more responsibilities and whatnot. But as you move up through the ranks, there are less opportunity and more competition, besides the fact that you generally will have the mortgages and, and other lots of other things that are happening. Parents, maybe, maybe kids, maybe lots of other things are happening. So I just found that over the age of 40, when there's a big change, there's a lot more fear, a lot more angst around it. And when you talk to people who have gone through these things and come out the other side thriving, there is so much to learn from them. And what I've learned is that, yeah, you you want to make that change. You do not want to be sitting. And what I've found through all of these stories that I've spoken with people is that if you don't make that change... Mm -hmm you stay stuck in that moment the universe is going to step in something bad is going to happen oh, something's going to happen
0: yeah, you and something
1: big oh. yeah takes it up and 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 is going to make it happen for you so it's either you learn through inspiration and 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 moving forward of your own cognizance, or the universe steps in and makes something happen, and you either learn or you don't, or you keep you know, things keep happening.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, the producer of the show, affectionately known as producer Melanie, who's also un- unaffectionately known as my wife, she yeah. uh, she changed careers, going into a job where we thought it was going to be the best move for her and just really a smart decision. And she entered a very toxic workplace, and it was the first time that I ever really experienced. Anybody who's in that situation, right? Like my my workplace is filled with a lot of machismo and a lot of, you know, tough guy antics. But uh, for her, she was in an an environment that was just so unhealthy. And I didn't know how to help and I didn't know what to do. So finally, it got to a point where she was like, I don't know if I can do this. I said, Well, then quit your job. We will figure it out. I'd rather, I'd rather make less money together as a team than make less happiness, if that makes sense. It sounded really good in my head.
1: Oh no! It sounds great coming out too. You're 100 percent right.
0: Because you know, especially my my wife and I have only been married for about a year and a half now. We had a, we had our COVID wedding, and then we had our COVID reception, which was <laughs> which is stories. Congratulations. In, thank you. Yeah, stories in themselves the the adventures yeah. we went through with uh, COVID. But and I I got to I really got to ch- the chance to help her in a way that I didn't know I was going to be able to by helping her get out of that job and being that support and that's really all she needed.
1: Good for you. That's massive. You should give yourself big pats on the back for that because that's what people need. They need a little bit of support Mm -hmm. to get out of those situations. And you know what, staying in those toxic cultures, it does color everything. It it really brings your life down and and that's not where you want to be. And the thing is, is people will stay there because they're scared about you know, what'll happen if I leave and, and what, what if it's worse or what have you, but if you're not happy, it's already worse. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. Yeah. Life is not meant to be unhappy. Life is not meant to be painful. So if that's where you're at, then wherever else is, is, it's gonna, you know, make a step and find, find the next thing because you're not where you're supposed to be.
0: Yeah. And you, you find like people find that it'll bleed into the rest of their lives. Like it's one thing to have a bad day at work. We all have bad days at work no matter what your job is. You can be the happiest person in the happiest job in the world, but there are bad days. Everybody has them. And then <laughs> but if you're in that workspace all the time, you're you're coming home, you're still in that workspace. You're you're feeling anxiety about going to work the next day. Even in the moments where you're free, you're not really free. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it's just, it's just like a splinter that just stays in you. So I I really enjoy obviously you have a successful business and if I feel like without having to actually without working for you myself, I feel like your workplace environment is very goal-oriented in a positive way. Is that is that safe to say? That
1: is safe to say. Absolutely. Yes, it's positive is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and and making sure that everyone is feeling happy, supported and on the right path. That's Absolutely. that's where we're at.
0: Now you did mention your podcast because you know I was gonna segue into it eventually, but you you, you got excited, so I, I just kind of let it ride at this point. So obviously you have a podcast and it's called Fresh Blood, correct?
1: Yes, Fresh Blood, killing it after 40.
0: All right. So I know you kind of started talking about it, but I'd love to hear some more about the podcast, how it started, what your kind of format is, and you know, go from there.
1: Sure. So I started this because this is a book that I've been wanting to write. Uh As a recruiter, as I said, I've been through multiple downturns. I talk to people all the time and, and over the 40, I would find that they were struggling a little more. And I would talk to other people who went through all these struggles, came out on the other end and were just thriving in life. And I always felt, oh, if I could just share these stories with this person, it would help them get through this bump that they're experiencing right now. And, this was a book that I had been wanting to write. So when the pandemic hit, I thought, "Oh, it's time to write that book." But when I realized how many interviews it was going to take and how long that would take, I thought, "Well, let's actually let's make a podcast and then I'll turn that content into a book." So so really, the the podcast is is a study of people who are over the age of forty who are thriving in life and what is it that's happened in their life? It's it, let's talk about your story, your greatest successes, your greatest challenges and difficulties. What did you learn from these things? What are the greatest life lessons? What does success mean to you? And and based on that. How do you have continued success through life? And so it's really, really what it is, is a study in how do you build a successful, satisfied and fulfilled life. And it has been incredibly rewarding and the content is so rich. And I started this to try to help other people. And I am blown away by how much I've changed myself through this process.
0: That's it's awesome. been amazing. That's really cool because our show we had two podcasts that we were doing for for years, and you know the pandemic hit like and like a lot of people we we took a hobby or something that we were working on, and we kind of tried to see what we could do with it. I still worked full time like I my job never shut down because of the pandemic, and I was still going into the office, wearing my mask, doing my stuff. My wife worked from home, so she got a chance. She actually runs a book page on Instagram called uh, Bibliophiles Assemble. So when your book does come out.
1: Oh, I'm such a book lover. I'm going on there right now. Anyway. <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. So yes, my my wife does a great page. It's empowerment and and book reviews. We just did a, a review with our friend Neil Getzlow. He wrote an amazing book called Unmasked during the pandemic. You know, very similar. Mm-hmm. And you know, so our show MF Uncensored actually came as uh, as almost like a, an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we started talking to people just like you who have these stories and these experiences. And it, it just exploded out of nowhere. And suddenly we're like, we're talking to actors and athletes and, and business owners and especially strong female business owners, which is cool in itself, right? So yes. I, I, I love hearing that you, similar thing, just you went from a book to a podcast to make a book. Like that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah. It, it's been so much fun. Uh, it's been so rewarding.
0: Now do you haven't learned
1: um, so much this process
0: it's incredible like originally this show was supposed to be like our like a roundtable discussion with me and the other host just like once a week where we just kind of like shoot the breeze as it as it were but then suddenly we started interviewing people and hearing stories and there we did one episode where myself and producer melanie were just sitting there with our hands in our you know on our <laughs> face just watch and just listen we didn't say a word the entire episode Oh yes,
1: I've had some of those. <laughs>
0: so fascinating. I, just, I'm like, I'm the worst interviewer because there are times where I'm just sitting there, like it's almost like I'm watching a movie. It's just I get no. so engaged.
1: Oh, I'm right there with you. So I'm really glad to hear that. It makes me feel better. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, especially because you didn't have any podcasting experience beforehand, correct? No,
1: no. I didn't even listen to podcasts and I purposely didn't even listen to podcasts before I started mine so that it wouldn't sound like anyone else's. I was like, yeah, I don't want to copy anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even going to listen. I'm just going to do this. And I read, that's what I did. I read articles and blog posts to figure out how to, how to put this all together.
0: And there's so so many too. Podcasting in itself is just a, a big endeavor and mm-hmm. we, yes. it's only, it's only getting more expansive. You know, you, you're doing, well, do you do video? No, we just do audio, but then do you transcribe? Yeah. I'm like, transcribe, what do you mean? Transcribe. But yeah, transcribe, yeah. We, so. we, we, we kind of hit our plateau with editing and I was like, I'm proud here. We're, we're, we're good. <laughs> as long as I get <laughs> I the I'm out. trying
1: to go, I'm trying to up level, but I, and I feel you, it's like I've hit my plateau and I want to do some of the other things, but it's, it, it, it's, it's, very time consuming. And, uh, it, you know, also, you know, you have a lot of other things like full-time job and what? <laughs> friends and family and whatnot.
0: <laughs> so. You know, it's funny because like for this show, we actually record. So right now we're recording. It's February 3rd. This episode <laughs> might come out in March or maybe the beginning of April just because – we take the time and we, and we put it together the right way. And, you know, we want to make sure that, especially you're telling me your story, like this is a part of you, you're sharing this part of you. And that's how I look at these interviews. People are sharing parts of their soul with me and our listeners. And I've had amazing feedback from people who have heard stories and just, I love putting that little extra time. And I, it became a fun process for me. And I'm sure, you know, as you learn, as you, as you do, it gets more and more fun. Now, you have mm. an inter. You have a background in recruiting, so I yes. can imagine that that has helped with interviewing. Or do you look at it the same way?
1: You know, it initially, well, when, whenever you start something new, it's always unfamiliar and different, right? So even though I've been recruiting and talking to people. Doing a podcast felt different, mm-hmm. and it felt so. I had to, I had to adjust to that, that difference. So I had that imposter syndrome happening. That oh my gosh, you sound so stupid. <laughs> Is that your voice? Is that really how your voice sounds? I I,
0: I just started listening to our own podcast just because I, I'm curious. For me, because some of these interviews we hear, I got we air a month later, and I'm like, I have, I don't really remember it too much. I'm gonna listen to it, and then I, I just started getting used to hearing my own voice. It's still a little. <laughs> no.
1: It, it took time. It took me time. So I had to adjust to those things. But then once, once I adjusted past those things, and it was very natural, it is, I love having conversations with people. So there's different questions. You know, that's all it is. It's different questions and, and learning about the people. And I find that as a recruit, I find that I'm doing the same thing with my podcast that I do with recruiting. Because when I talk to someone as a recruiter, I am literally typing everything they say. And once we're done with the conversation, I go back and I put together a profile and all of the highlights of their story for my client and with the podcast i after we record now i'm the same we're like months months you know <laughs> like you might come out three four five months later but i go back when it's the time i go back and i re-listen to the episode and i take notes mm. and then i go through those notes and i write an ending and i do a little wrap-up at the end of the so here's, here's a little bit from their story and, and here are some of the takeaways and how can you apply this to your life in, in, the in, in the ending is what I do. So that takes a lot of time and effort, but it also brings the message and solidifies it inside. So it, it does take more time, but it's a very rewarding process. And really what I'm doing is I'm slowly writing my book because we'll just be taking all of these different endings and bringing them all together.
0: Oh, that, that's so cool. Like, you know, it's something I've never even thought about this experience. Like you, I've read books about podcasting. My wife got me uh, something. I think it was too many podcasts was the name of the book. And is it a she, good one? It was oh, it was very good. There, she never, pro, she never provides a bad book. She's, she is like the most intuitive. <laughs> she always knows. And with the exception of like, she'll buy herself 42 books and read one. And then just, oh, I love her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I tried to get her on tonight. She 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 had just finished work, so she was a little little out of sorts at this point. But you know, it's funny. I love talking to people that are passionate. That's the that's the most important thing because I I've done interviews where it's very it's like you said very almost robotic. With, mm-hmm. Yes. And for me, like I I write down a couple of questions, but I love seeing where the conversation goes because that's that's half the fun, you right. know. And right. for me, like you know, obviously I asked you, you know your business, your podcast, your this, your that. And then really, my notes are super short otherwise because I, I find that especially podcasters, podcasters are the easiest people to talk to. Always.
1: We're ready to talk. <laughs>
0: We're re- ready to talk, ready to put on you know, the headphones and the microphone and just start talking, which is the coolest thing. So yeah. you have an interview then style podcast, correct?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm interviewing people and then I have my little wrap up at the end.
0: Very cool. Do you have like a a standardized format that you do or is it really just completely off the cuff?
1: It's not fully off the cuff. Basically, I start with them talking about their story. And so that's a lot of we'll see where that goes. But I also have set questions that I ask. You know, I really like to ask about their greatest successes and and what they learn from their greatest failures or the greatest challenges and what they learn from them if they didn't go into it in their stories, Mm because sometimes... They don't always go into everything, you know? And I like to ask, uh, you know, what their definition of success is and what that, you know, what that looks like to them. There, so there, there's different things that come in. Sometimes I'll ask about the regrets or their habits or, but they're all meant to get some kind of answer that might be helpful to somebody else mm-hmm. or that we might be able to learn from something. That's the intention behind my questions.
0: That's awesome because like a lot of people don't want it especially when they're being interviewed they don't want to talk about their failures they're they're trying to put themselves on a pedestal where it's like i'm being interviewed so you know i've done all these great things i find that it's much more empowering to hear when people really struggled and really push through Mm -hmm. it that that's the power of it you know you you have a podcast about killing it over 40 i'm 34 so i'm like man should i start listening to it now or yes yeah yes because there's so much
1: there's so much goodness and really what you said is exactly right i mean people are always trying to put themselves on the pedestal but it is our struggles and our challenges and and the difficulties that we've gone through where there's so much richness and so much learning that's where we learn and that's where our successes come from and through all of these stories the people the greatest successes came on the backs of their greatest failures and their greatest challenges. That's where they learned. That's where they figured out what wasn't going to work or what they didn't want. And they figured out how to move forward in the right direction. There's no embarrassment around failures. I am, I'm a big, in fact, I don't even believe in failure. I Mm -hmm. like to ask people the questions to see what they say, but I don't believe in failure. There is no failure. There's only winning or feedback. That's it.
0: I like that because so now I'm not going to ask you what your greatest failure is, because I I feel like you're gonna be like, I don't have one. They're all learning experiences. So (laughs) I'm going to ask what has been your most valued or greatest learning experience then?
1: So moment of of great challenge, you know, moments of great challenge comes the great learning experience. And there was it it wasn't that long ago, you you know, a handful of years ago, I was going through a very difficult time my father had passed away i was struggling with 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 business with family there was there were so many things happening that were going wrong so many scary things that were going wrong and and i i just was in a, a negative spiral and i remember you know just complaining there's so much complaining happening over and over and i remember this one day i was out to dinner with friends that i hadn't seen in a while and it was almost like i was floating above my head and i could hear myself complaining and just that negativity was just pouring out mm-hmm. of me. And I and I thought to myself, when did you become this person? Is this is this who you want to be? I what what happened? When did you become such a victim?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and it was a moment of clarity that I needed to make some changes and I needed to do some insight. And so what I did was I did a real big deep dive into my life. I I created a life book. I did a life book program and I created a life book. And what that is, is basically you look at all facets of your life from financial to love, to friendship, to character, spiritual, work, career, everything. And you do a deep dive into what is it What is it that you want? If everything were to go perfectly in the next five years, everything, exactly how you wanted it over the next five years, what would your life look like? In all its facets, and all its fantasy, don't let your limiting beliefs hold you back. Don't let anything that anyone has ever said to you hold you back. Really create that fantasy of what it is that you want. And that was really big for me because even though... <laughs> I was, you know, approaching my as in my middle age, I didn't know what I really wanted. Mm -hmm. I hadn't fully asked myself these questions for so many years, because you just start reacting to things, you start one path, and then you're just reacting, 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 and you're just going down life, and you're never stopping to ask yourself these questions. And so it was amazingly brilliant for me to get very clear on what it is that I wanted. And once I figured that out, it was all about the baby steps, just small steps. And so it was, you know, and again, what you want in all facets. So I started with meditations and walking on the beach and listening to music, going to live music, minimum of minimum of once a week, if not twice a week. Oh wow. You know, all yes, all yeah. of the, uh, the things that bring me joy, what brings me joy, and adding those to my life. And then and then once you start adding those things and it builds and it builds and it builds and you just keep adding, keep taking those baby steps, baby steps towards all of those little goals that you have. And, and all of a sudden you just create this most amazing, incredible life that you, you hadn't dreamed about before. Cause you didn't ask yourself the right questions. So basically that's what happened. I went through a very difficult time. We're talking, there was, you know, severe depression bordering on suicide opioid abuse you know, financial problems there were struggles across the board and when i went through this process and i started focusing on the things that i could control and letting go of the things that i could not control all of those things didn't change around me but i changed mm-hmm. and that's what made all the difference
0: absolutely so, yeah that that's, so that's- <sighs> I got chills. I'm sorry. Like I, I'm not trying to cut you off, but I just like I got chills just listening to that, because you know, it's it's empowering to hear. A lot of people they they're they're kind of locked into circumstance, right? Things aren't going well, so I'm just not. It, it, that's just the way life is, right? You acknowledge that things may not be going well, but I have control over how I react to those things. And a lot of people don't think about that. They just kind of settle into this role. And I think finding your purpose and finding your why and finding really what you want is is something that people, they don't think about. And they, they just think about expectations. Well, I have to work this nine to five job that I hate. I have to, you know, take my weekends off so I can go to the office. I have to do these things. And a lot of expectations. So to hear someone who in a moment of clarity, like it's crazy. Those aha moments that just hit you out of nowhere. And, yes. and yeah, like really just- quick,
1: what you're saying, the have tos, I just want to say something here because this is where we go wrong. Mm-hmm. We focus on the have tos. It's always, well, I have to do this and I have to do that. That's where we're going wrong. Where the magic happened is when you focus on the want to's, what do you want to do? Shift your focus from the have to's to the want to's. And I know there's a lot of people out there like, oh, that's easy for you to say. No, it was not easy for me to say. I was on the verge of losing my home. I it was, you know, things were not OK. And I turned them around. And this is the thing you can't, this, people can't just go out and quit their job willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. We all, you know, people have to pay their bills. They have kids, they have responsibilities. They have things they're taken care of. I am not saying that you're going to go out and quit your job tomorrow and everything's going to be hunky dory. no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, what not, that's saying, not the lesson here, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I am saying is that you need to have a come to Jesus moment with yourself and really sit down and figure out what it is that you want in the world, what it like what I said, the life book. Figure that out for yourself. If everything went right, absolutely perfectly over the next five years, what would your life look like? Think about how would you look, where would you be living, who would you be around, what would you be doing, what was your purpose if you had all the money in the world. And you already did all your traveling, had your fun. What would you choose to do for purpose? What would that look like? What would that work look like? You want to get clear on that. Because when you get clear on that, what happens is the world that you start to notice it, it, it activates your reticular, activ- the reticular activating system. I think I got that one. It word sounded right. really but good. It's, it's like, it's like when, when, when you decide that you're going to buy a dog. Or maybe maybe your wife gets pregnant or you decide to buy a car. Whatever that decision is, all of a sudden you start to see it everywhere. It's like mm-hmm. or when you were getting married, you know, oh, there's all these people people are getting married and there's all these wedding things everywhere. everywhere. It just you start to notice it. It was always there. But because you have this intention, you start to notice it. So when you get very clear on your goals across the board, that happens as well. And the universe, it feels like the universe is bringing it to you because now all of a sudden you're starting to notice it. So the doors start to open. So you'll stay in your job because you have to pay your bills. However, when you start to add those, those moments of joy, when you start to get clear on what it is you want, and so you start, perhaps you join a group that that focuses in on that thing or or you start to have a little activity you know, you start a podcast or you start writing or you start playing some music whatever it is that 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 is in that list of things of your wants you start adding it slowly baby steps you add it a little more and a little more and eventually it starts to change things. That's when the things start to change. And you never know what can happen from all of these little things. They open up new opportunities and new doors and it will lead you away from that hateful job that you're in. Okay. It will, but you have to open the doors to the other things. You have to start adding the joy, adding the wants on top.
0: See, that's refreshing too because it's so easy for people to be like, just quit your job. You'll you'll find the thing that you're just, you need to know. You know. I like the idea of, a much more realistic approach because, you know, you can listen to some of the greatest motivational speakers in the world and they're going to tell you, here's the action you take right now and you'll be happy. I, I like that the idea of, hey, you may have to work in this job that you don't like, but be open to to these new ideas. Find your wise, find what you want to do, and the universe is going to provide them to you. You just have to look for them
1: you. And and look the, you're you're talking about the act as if speak as if you know you know think as if which are really important messages and, and absolutely 100% work. And I've talked to people like there's James Goy Jr was one of my one of my people that I interviewed and he was fascinating. He you know he was he was working in a you know a minimum wage job. He was you know in his late 30s and struggling to, you know, pay rent and, and just make ends meet and what have you. And he decided that he figured out what he wanted. You know, he, he got really into personal development and he figured out what he wanted. He wanted to write books. So, and everything that he had learned was think as if, speak as if, act as if. Mm -hmm. And so he decided because of that, he needed to throw it. So he quit his job and he went all in. He's like, I started acting as if I was a writer, speaking as if I was a writer, thinking as if I was a writer. And he fully made that happen for himself. It is possible to do that. But it's not realistic for everybody. Right. That's <laughs> not something that a, a wide majority of people are able to do. But I also have had endless conversations with people who have been in those positions of feeling stuck, feeling unhappy, but they opened the door to those areas of joy. They figured out what they wanted and so they started going to meetings in the evenings or on the weekends. They started they started side projects. They started these side businesses. They started doing different things and those opened up and it is amazing. It is amazing what can happen when you do that. I mean, we're talking some guy who loved Legos and just wanted to find a job in Legos. And, you know, he, then he does that and he ends up, he ends up creating one of the biggest STEM research with Legos companies in the U S you know, it's, it's just, it's a, it, all from, from going on the side and, and going after your passions. So.
0: Yeah. I mean like my, my, this show that you're on right now is an example of that. You know, we started off with a show called the multiverse Fancast where we talked about superheroes. Like that's what my friends <laughs> and I did. We got a couple of beers and we talked about like superhero movies and tv shows and then suddenly it's like well we could do another podcast about this oh but we could also do we should get a website we should do articles (laughs) we should we we should do merchandise and just (laughs) when you have the right passion and and a plan and just the willingness to to step outside your comfort zone to do it it changes your life you know don't get me wrong i still have my my 8-hour days at work and my or sometimes more you know 5 days a week whatever it is I still have my job I still I do enjoy my job for the most part it's not my my total passion unfortunately but I'm very lucky that I'm able to to speak with people like you and put on my headset and and step out of the world and see other people's worlds and that's the coolest part of this so we're running a little low on time so I do have one question that I always ask it's my favorite question to ask because I never get the same question What is in the future for you, Jolie? What are your plans? I know there is a top secret project that I'm not even supposed to be talking about, but so you don't have to tell anybody about that, but I will ask it another point. But what is the future for you? The
1: future for me, my future plans are, I plan to turn all of this content into a book this year. From there, I would like to turn that book into an online program Mm -hmm. that people can access. From there, I would like to turn that online program into a retreat that people can go to in amazing destinations around the world. I also plan on turning all of this content. Well, I've already turned it into a number of keynote speeches. So continuing on the keynote speaking route as well. And I do have the I do have a prototype in development that I am deeply hopeful that <laughs> will turn into something. So in you know what, I'm going to change that. Oh, with my. Routine. Yes. No. Cause you know, if everything goes well in five years, you ask me what's in my future. So I'm going to count on everything going well, exactly how I'm picturing it. So in my future, I will be the inventor of this product that will hopefully help everybody be able to take what they want to do on the road. So.
0: Oh, that's, that's intriguing. Cause now, now, now I'm curious and now, I'm like thinking about it myself. So that that is awesome. It's exciting to hear. I love hearing people's future plans because I like to see how big their goals actually get. Now I do have one very humble request.
1: I'll ask away. Happy to help. How can I help you? When
0: your book is about to be released or is in the process of being released, that you come back on the show to tell my to tell my wife about it.
1: Oh, I would love to. (laughs) And
0: I'm sure she would also love to promote it on her page, Bibliophiles Assemble. So. You will be getting an email from me at some point. I'm sure you said by the end of the year, so I'm going yes. to be annoying you about it I'm because you oh, promised. Geez. Now you promised. I'm promise, putting so. in the
1: universe because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make it very uncomfortable for myself not to have this finished. <laughs>
0: you you <laughs> so. don't want to break my wife's heart. You, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Now I got to make you yeah, feel bad. I have
1: to meet your wife. I, I, I already love her, so I have to meet her.
0: Oh, my God. It's, it's the funniest thing because everybody says that. They're like, oh, your wife sounds awesome. And then they meet her and they're like, well, we don't want to talk to you anymore. We want to talk to her. So I you know what I've accepted it and I, I, that's why I don't do interviews as much with her. So I get my five minutes first, but now, now it's in the universe that when your book is ready to be released and you're ready to start talking about it and sharing it, you got to come back on and talk to my wife about it.
1: Uh, it would be an absolute pleasure. Thank and, you.
0: And tonight was an absolute honor for me. So that's, uh, that's Jolie Downs. If you guys are looking to learn a little bit more about her, I believe it's paradigmstaffing.com is her uh, website. Yes. And, yep, and
1: our JolieDowns.com.
0: And JolieDowns.com. And how do we listen to your podcast? It's
1: streaming everywhere. I, I, I'm not on YouTube yet, but my season three, I'm going to be watching on YouTube. So, but any other streaming service, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, any of them. I'm I'm on there. Fresh Blood, Killing It After 40.
0: I love it. And you will find a link to that in our show notes for when this episode is released. And I'm sure I'm going to post some sort of picture or video or anything about uh, this interview. So you'll find links to that there. Jolie, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. This was fantastic for me.
1: Thank you. I had so much fun. I appreciate
0: it. Well, you enjoy the rest of your night and we will talk soon. Me too. Man, Jolie was so cool. I that, You know, for those of you guys who have been listening for a while, you obviously know that I do a fair amount of research on on most of my guests. Some are really easy, like some of our, our celebrities, like Bruce Valanche or Larry Hankin, because they have this giant filmography. For the entrepreneurs and the, the small business owners or the big business owners or the authors, I like just getting a little bit of information because I like to be surprised. And I like that I feel it's a more genuine reaction for you guys because you guys may driving in the car or you may be working out of the gym and you're listening to the show and you're it's nice to know that my reaction might be your reaction as well so that was Jolie Downs if you guys have a chance look her up she was fantastic she was such a lovely woman Um, very strong woman very powerful woman and business owner like badass I love it so thank you guys for listening. If you guys want some more content from us, you can always go to our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our shows, including MF Uncensored, Multiverse Fancast, and Cinematic Adventures. You can also find links to all of our different articles, reviews, our store, depending on when this episode got released. But thank you guys for joining us today. And as always, we will see you next time.